Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time of the Preacher. An audio journey through the Preacher television series. From episode one to the end of the world. Welcome, everyone, to Time of the Preacher. Uh, my name is Thomas James. I'm joined by Jason Ritz, and together we are rewatching season one and two of The Preacher in anticipation of a hopeful season three. We just finished season one, and today, uh, on today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different and just kind of do a bit of a look back at season one. Uh, look forward to season two, and uh, I've got something a little fun prepared for later. And uh, just uh, we've now, got I'm some, nervous. We've got some <laughs> questions prepared that uh, um, just things that we thought might be interesting to talk about um, at this point in between watching the two seasons. All right, now I am sufficiently nervous. What are you nervous about? Well, you had said you had some, you know special thing coming up and i don't know what that is so <laughs> <laughs> it's it, okay well it's not well you're in good hands i promise well in last episode you dropped some shit on me that was pretty big so i'm i'm just saying you're suspect <laughs> at this point so well good okay, okay well <clears throat> start with your questions sir <laughs> or now this now this is. sounds like an interrogation <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let me, let me, let's see here. Um, I guess my first question would be, what did you think of the rewatch compared to see to compared to the first watch? I'm, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to interject, uh, just one quick thing to the listeners. Um, for this show, Tom and I separately have, um, thought about a list of questions that we kind of want to ask each other about the rewatch in season one. So and he doesn't know mine and I don't know his and and so that's kind of what we're doing. So you're, you're it's going to be kind of like him interviewing me and me interviewing him a little kind bit. Of. I'm uh, sure we'll I'm sure we'll deviate it, that almost immediately. Oh yeah, oh, of course because we <laughs> we can't stick to anything straight. So, but but anyway, I just you know for this show that's kind of what we're doing is we're just going to like go through some things. Yeah. So uh, so your your first question was um, what did I think about the rewatch as opposed to like the first watch or. Yeah, because, like, you know, we, we went into this, uh, we just, it, it, there's a little bit of an experiment happening, and we just finished season one, and so, you know, we've we've been through uh, a handful of episodes where we're looking, we're not only as a rewatch, but we're looking at it through a different eyes and with different intentions, because we're going to be talking about it uh, on this show, so yeah. naturally it's a different kind of watch, so I'm curious if what maybe, so anything you noticed about what was different about that? Any surprises from rewatching? Um, I do have to say in the rewatch, um, because it wasn't just like watching the show, right? Cause, cause I knew we were doing this, right? So anytime I, every episode I watched, I, you know, I guess I watch it with a notepad mm-hmm. and I take, and I take down observations and notes. So we have, you know, things to talk about on the show. 
Um, and I, I'm, there's certain things that, you know, I don't want to forget to mention. Um, so I was kind of watching it with more of a, uh, an attuned eye, but still trying to watch it and being entertained mm -hmm. because, because there's so much I forgot from season one. Right. And, and I, I've said it in shows like, you know, when, when, uh, when Eugene comes back, right. Well, the vision, you know, Jesse has the vision and Eugene coming back. Like I forgot about that completely from the first watch. And, and I was literally going like, but how does he get back to hell? Like in my mind watching the show, I'm going, I know he's in hell. So he goes back obviously. Um, but like, how does that happen? And what's uh -huh. going on? So like, it totally blindsided me that that was a vision until, you know, and that scene or, or Eugene being back is like five, 10 minutes. It's a good chunk. And l literally more than half of it. I was like, really like he's but he's drinking the water and you know and then then there's the reveal of the water glasses full and whatever it right which was great but like yeah even on a rewatch and i have the worst memory of anyone you've ever met so it's not surprising to me that it's still that those things escape me and blow my mind um and that and like you know um with the dog um what uh what was Brusky. his name Brewski, God love Brewski. Like I totally forgot all of that. Um, I did forget. I forgot all of the Carlos stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like I knew it would be there because I'm reading the books now, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They deal with the Carlos thing, but I forgot everything about it. So Carlos uh, is actually in the comics then. Oh, uh, you know, no, um, no, he's not. So, I mean, that's just goes to show you how bad my memory is, <laughs> right? But so, no, for me on the rewatch, um, there was part of it that was like, you know, I'm watching and I'm taking notes and I was and I was trying to pick up on the, the some minutia, right? I was trying to pick up on the little things that are there. Like you picked up on the bottle. I'm not sure we said it on the episode, but it was definitely we talked about it. The the bottle of whiskey. Oh, right? rat water with his rat water of uh, Sandham Killers. Yeah. Yeah. Which they show once you mention it, I see it all the time. <laughs> Right. And it, it's a bottle of rat water whiskey and it has the Saint of Killers silhouette as its logo. Right? right. And that's in the show. And I was so I was, I was looking at like things like that um, that I definitely didn't watch or notice in the first uh, go round. And, I would, and also, I would go so far as to say that that silhouette is like lifted directly from the comic. Like very well could be. I mean, it it's looks like the comic preacher or the comic Saint of Killers. Saint not of Killers. Just, you know, yeah, exactly. And and. And when you see it, it's like there's no second guessing. That's exactly what the fuck that is. Mm -hmm. um, so there's those little things I was picking up on. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, in, the, in my first watching of the series, I watched it weekly as it came out, right? And I have a bad memory. And this time we binge watched it. Uh, you know, we would watch three, four episodes at a go, and then we'd do a recording or whatever. And, and, and we've done the recordings uh, about five episodes over a week's time. Yeah, like yeah, so for listeners, it in. yeah, the, you know, the listeners, you don't know that um, we're really trying to get the first season and the first two seasons recapped um, personally for ourselves um, really quickly. So, yeah, it's been not a week, I don't think, that we started. You know, it was less than a week ago that we started recording. Mm -hmm. So we've been trying to like get through this quickly. Um, so we, I've been binge watched the first season essentially. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is a different experience than when you watch it, you know, one a week 
right? Especially, uh, especially when your memory sucks. Especially when my memory sucks, right? Like my wife is so much better at this. Katie's so much better at this. Like we watch Game of Thrones as well, and 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 Katie will be pulling shit from five episodes ago. Like, don't you remember this and that? I'm like, no, I fucking don't remember that. That was a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like you can't expect my brain to hold on to that shit, right? <laughs> so, um, but no, it was it was a different experience binge watching rather than uh, the week to week. Um, however, I think when we get to season three and you and I are doing the week to week, um, because we'll be recording, um, I'll be much more, uh, uh, thoughtful and present in those viewings, I think. So that'll stick with me until the next week. So it's kind of mm-hmm. a different, um, viewing experience. Right. But, but yeah, the fact that we binged this season one, which I, I fucking love, like I would recommend, you know, if you haven't watched season one in a while, Seriously, spend a day or two and just binge that thing because it's great that way. I much prefer this show binge watching um, uh, yeah, than the week to week. What's cool is that it the way it's set up in in season one is its own unique set of characters and its own town. Uh, it's almost like an anthology series where you know, like True Detective is one story because it's in a totally own setting with own cast of characters except for a few. <laughs> And uh, it's its own little package, season one. Mm. And like I said, at the yeah. beginning of season one, I was really excited to be seeing these these people again. Because we, yeah. we didn't see any of them for season two. I mean, most of them. At least any of the Anvil residents. Well, the Anvil residents all die, <laughs> yeah. right? Spoiler alert, they all yeah. die. Um, which actually, the the first thing I have as a note for this episode is is I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Me too. Um, and I kind of want to and I want to give credit to the sh- the show's writers, um, the creators and the writers of the show. And I know um, Garth Ennis, uh, he had a hand in the show. He was at least present for it, right? So that the spirit of the original books are are maintained. Um, but I want to give credit to the writers because we all know they had to know on day one, you know, writing script one for, for the episode, um, that everybody except our, our heroes, right. Dies. Right. They knew that on day one. Right. And to their credit, every character that we interact with, uh, in Anvil is a fully fleshed out, backstory sympathetic empathetic has a character arc fully fleshed character and uh small characters even are fleshed out and so to their credit they put all that work in building up these characters and their stories and their backstories and their arcs and knowing full well that at the end of season one they're done like all that character goes in the trash bin right um so i think that's that that's to their credit that uh, it's a well-written show. Every character that we interact with has a depth to them. And I really appreciate that in this. And that's why this is such a great show, right? Is they don't half-ass anything. I like that too, but it also leads to one of my biggest disappointments, which okay. is, or disappointment is just the word I'm using. I'm not sure it fits, but uh, and I guess the question around that is, does the explosion kind of ruin some of these storylines and like for example in the middle of the season you started 
uh, kind of continually saying on our show, well, it doesn't matter anyway because they're they're going to die, (laughs) and that kept popping up. And so, and then you take the I think the biggest example uh, that jumps out at me is Emily uh, because she's somebody that we pretty much like the whole time, and she's one of the good guys, and she's on our team, and she comes around and she's got fucking three kids and yeah and and not only at the end of her arc also feels like the beginning of her story now what is she going to do now and then absolutely doomed by in this explosion so that to me is one of the biggest appointment disappointments because her like i said story feels like it's just getting going like the like the interesting part of her story is just to come and and but and that's what i'm kind of that's what i'm saying is like the writers, you know, wrote the character, the Emily character, because she's not from the books. She's absolutely 100 percent from the show. Um, but that is such a good character. She has a character arc. She has a backstory. You really feel for Emily, right? Mm-hmm. She's a single mom doing the best she can. She works a fucking job that, you know, she hates. Right. We see that in season in episode one. Right. You know, I just sat two eight tops. Yeah, I fucking saw that. But I'm doing church shit now. Right. <laughs> um, so you got to. You gotta love her. She's 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 a great character, right? And um, and yeah, and then she has to go on and deal with Miles and the the mayor and all that bullshit, which you don't fault her for, right? Like she's, you know, where else is she gonna get it when she wants it, right? You know, because she, she's got three she's doing kids the best and she can. Exactly. She's got three kids and a job and she runs the church. Let's be honest. She runs the church. Right. You know, Jesse shows up on Sunday. But other than that, it's Emily. Right. right? So, no, she's a character you really do deeply feel for. And then, yeah, at the end, she dies in the anvil explosion like everyone else. Right. Um, and it's so easy. I think it would be so easy for the writers just to go like, well, she's going to die anyway. She's not in season two, so fuck it. And, and just kind of you know, whip her show, you know, pen whip her show, her character out, mm-hmm. but they don't, she's a fully developed character. And there's so many characters in that, that so many of the characters we love in, in season one, her officer root, you know, Sheriff root. And she becomes kind uh, of a badass near the end, you know, by the, oh, by, she really just, does. just by taking on, just by the act of taking on, taking Cassidy. care of Cassidy. Yeah. That but makes her a, a badass. I mean, but she's a badass the whole time, really. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't take Jesse's shit, right? And when Jesse's going to want to quit and she picks him up from, from the jail and brings him home and she's like, I'm not going to talk you out of this shit. That's your <laughs> yeah, shit, right? Yeah, you're absolutely she's right. A, she's a badass from day one. And <laughs> and and then, boom, at the at, she ain't in season two. She's dead, right? <laughs> and and so many of the good characters in, in season one. And I hated, I, that they, I hated that they gave, like, one of her kids a line in one of the last scenes. Because then it was like, oh, great. Now you're going to have a time. I know this kid's about to die, but now you're giving it a line. Yeah. And and even there, and that, and that goes to her character even more, is at the end, remember, now her children were present at the church for God does, is gone, right? And we see her telling her children, nothing has changed. We're still going to, you know, brush our teeth, and we're still going to, you know, comb our hair, and we're going to go to school, and we're going to do the best we can, and we're going to be good people, Right. Because nothing has changed, right? And so you see that in her own family. She's just a really deep, fleshed-out character. And she's just a good person. Yeah. And and so 
No, that that's what that's what I'm saying. I give the writers <clears throat> credit for that. Is is because all of the characters in Anvil, everyone but our heroes, essentially in Anvil, um, and Eugene, right? They all they're all gone at the end of season one, and but they were all very well developed, very well done. You 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 had feelings for them, right? And and whether it was Donnie and you hated him and you know whatever, and him and his wife and the whole fucked up their relationship and whatever. Um, but you felt for them. Even Donnie's son in episode one comes to the preacher. Right. And that's a great scene where he comes up and he's like, you know, my daddy beats my mom and this and that. And, and preacher goes, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to hit him? Like how many times, how much, how much you want me to fuck him up? You know, your dad's a big guy. You know, if I hit him a couple times, it's just going to piss him off. Right. And then his, his friends are going to want to come in and defend him. And there's that whole scene. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so they flesh out Donnie and his wife and his and his boy and and all that and that's carried on through too. Now they all die at the end of season one, <laughs> right? But like you understand that family dynamic. Like I, there's just that is what I think is brilliant about the show mm-hmm. is is they pull no punches in it. Every you know. So so. So speaking of the, the characters in Anvil, Anvil Residence, that brings me to one of the couple questions that I did send in advance to give you a little more time to think about. Who are your two favorite Anvil residents? Not counting Eugene. No, um, to be honest, it's funny because I, I like I immediately I pulled uh, Tulip and Jesse and them all out of that <laughs> right. scenario, right? Because you're talking about Anvil residents. Yeah, and, you, you know and, what I meant by that. Yeah, and and so. And to be honest, I really I thought hard about this. Um, I, I wanted to pull Sheriff Root out because he kind of is a central character, um, but I didn't. He is definitely one of my favorite Anvil characters, mm-hmm. um, and I list him that way because he dies in Anvil. Right, his story begins and ends in Anvil. Well, and he is central um, because he is a central Anvil figure. <laughs> he is. Uh... He truly is. And and the and the thing I really liked about uh, Sheriff Root was uh he's, he's very different in the in the comic book um but in the show sheriff root to me really is like the epitome of okay i'm gonna go on a tangent here okay I need, I need you to follow me uh he's the epitome of of southern right um i was watching on youtube the other day i was i was bored and i was fucking off and i, I stumbled across this thing where this lady films her redneck neighbor right <laughs> who's crazy who's bash shit crazy and and <laughs> the the lady filming the neighbor this takes place in like texas but her neighbor's from arkansas and so we're dealing with south 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 here and her neighbor is batshit crazy and and the woman's name the neighbor the crazy woman is named billy um i might link to this in the show notes if i can um <laughs> you'll have to see it but her crazy fuck so there's several episodes of her filming crazy billy who's drunken on, you know, on her ATV going crazy in the neighborhood and whatever and doing all this crazy shit. And, but after watching like five or six of these, and they're only like five minutes a piece, right? But after watching five or six of these, what I kind of started to, to side with Billy, who is the, the person that's being ridiculed in these Uh shows. And, and because it comes down to this, Billy is extremely, cautious and aware of property lines right and extremely cautious and aware of privacy 
And to me, those two things are extremely Southern values, right? That's my property and that's, you know, my privacy, right? Um, I, this is stay with me. I'm, this, I'm here, I'm, man. I'm here. I'm, I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm, I'm pacing so, myself, but I'm here. In in the videos, her neighbor Billy the redneck from Arkansas um, is doing all this crazy shit. She's obviously drunk, and she's doing all this crazy shit. But anytime she's fucking with her neighbor, she'll put it like a toe into her driveway, right? <laughs> just just a touch into your property line, right? Which to me says. She's very aware of that. And then her and all of her problems with the neighbor that's recording her are your kids kick the ball on my yard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it does come down to very like, this is my property. I don't fuck with your property. And then, in fact, when Billy wants to fuck with that woman, she steps into her property. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so you so I kind of get that. And to me, that's kind of a southern thing like this is my property that's yours you do the fuck you want on yours i'll do the fuck i want on mine right and then the issue of privacy comes in right um the the lady who films billy she's got billy's got a problem with one that she's being filmed and two that that lady has um surveillance cameras on her house that because they're direct neighbors kind of show her backyard and kind of show her front yard and stuff Mm -hmm. and and billy's argument is that's my backyard right i can do the fuck i want in my backyard Right. And, and so she should have that privacy. Right. Anyway. So long story, I guess, short is to me the privacy and, and property are kind of Southern values. And in, in Sheriff Root, I think to me, in my mind, you know, as a cow, as a West Coaster, you know, um, that to me is kind of a Southern. He's a Southern cop. Right. If it's if it's if it's your business, if it's your property, I'm there. Right. As a sheriff. If it ain't your business and ain't your property, you can go to fucking hell, right? And, <laughs> right. and and we see that in Sheriff Root because, like, when Jesse comes to the sheriff and says, you know, hey, I can't tell you how, but, you know, Donnie's beating his wife. Um, maybe you should do something about that. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's response is, I will act if their formal complaint comes forward, right? Because, Jesse, that's none of your damn business, right? And that's that family's private thing. Now, as a West as a West Coaster, I kind of go like, yeah, but that's fucked up. You know, there's there's spousal abuse going on. A woman's being beat and the cops aren't going to do anything about it. But it's a southern thing to go. Well, if she comes forward, I'll take, you know, I'll do what I need to do. But until that point, none of my business. Right. And and we like I said before in a previous episode, the first time we see the sheriff, he's talking to Jesse in the car, and Jesse's drinking whiskey right out of the bottle in his car. And the sheriff doesn't do shit about it, says drive carefully, and sends him on his way. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think, to me, he's the epitome of of that Southern aesthetic, and he's a Southern cop. And, um, and there's part of me that really likes that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm a private person myself. Like, I don't... You know, I'm a private person myself. I love privacy, and I so I'm with him. And and then sheriff's sheriff roots humanity that we see through the whole thing, right? Increasingly, it In, increasing and 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 uh, against the sheriff root in the comic books who hates Eugene, who yeah, won't would, even talk, won't I, even talk. I would say that the first time we see him, that scene with Jesse, is probably 
and correct me if I'm wrong, because you've read the comics more more recently. That's kind of like the stereotypical. Um, that's that portrayal is a little bit more what you would expect him to be, and then it starts to evolve from there. Would you agree with that? Uh, He's just more hard edged, typical stereotype cop, and you kind of expect him to stay in that in that lane the whole. Or I did expect him to stay in that lane the whole season, but he but doesn't. No, not at all. No, as 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 you get into his character more you yeah he doesn't no mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely um and as fucked up as it is like i don't personally i don't know about our listeners and whatever but the scene with the seraphim and him and he kills her in the tub that is a fucked up scene mm-hmm. um but it really does show the humanity in sheriff Root, yeah, right he was, doesn't want to do that it was mercy it was... he knows it's mercy and he knows it's wrong he also knows the right thing to do is to put this woman out of her misery. Mm-hmm. And 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 then later on uh, after that, right, he starts losing his shit on Jesse and stuff in an appropriate way. Yeah. Right? And, and being so, quite restrained about it, actually. Exactly. Like, he didn't punch Jesse. He didn't fuck him up in the back of the police car. He didn't. <clears throat> he was just threatening him at that point. And I'm sure he would have followed through. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There's a humanity in that character, I think, is is absolutely beautiful uh, through episode through the season one. So I would say Sheriff Root is definitely on my list of best. Um, and then the other one I actually went back and forth with for a bit because I wanted to say, I, and I don't know her name, the Madam of the Whorehouse. Okay. Um, who's a strong uh, female lead character? She doesn't take shit from the boy. You know the the. Kunkanen's boys and stuff, and she right. takes care of her own, and and so I kind of wanted to give her that, but um, we don't see too too much of her. So I was delving down. I'm going through the characters in Anvil, and and I have to come up. My second one, my I'm, my second pick is Emily, mm-hmm. right? For reasons we've already stated, right? Emily is a great character, um, single mom working it. Handle her shit, right? Everyone can get behind that woman. And then and then volunteering her time for the church and taking shit in stride as it gets fucked up. So mm-hmm. Emily is is a superstar. Um so those are my picks for top two in yeah, Anvil. Those are those are my two picks. And are, are they? Absolutely. I was gonna say, was gonna say ta- what we've talked you? about, you know, I've 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 raved about Sheriff Root several times. Uh just I'd love I love him. And I love the way what the actor does with it and uh, everything we've said today. And I think in the last episode about Emily, but actually a, a wild card that kept that started to pop up. It was actually Donnie surprisingly um, because mostly because of what happens at the end. I feel like if he didn't blow up and we got like three or four more episodes of that, that Donnie, he's where he's one of the good guys. I feel mm-hmm. like he'd be probably one of my favorite characters. Like if, if he if he if they settled him into that kind of role, for some it, reason it, I really liked him. When I was thinking of this question, uh, Donnie did come to pass my mind, and I couldn't give it to him because what we saw of Donnie that makes him a great character was literally in like one episode <laughs> at the end, and then and then well, he, he was died. still a great character, but not oh, one of my I, favorites. No, and and 
and like I was saying, to the credit of the writers, they're all great characters, mm-hmm. right? They, they, we could. I, I honestly thought you were going to come up and say um, the mascot was one of yours. Oh God, right? Just for <laughs> just for his his you know stick stick to itness of he's always in the mascot <laughs> uniform. It's <laughs> you know, funny. That's funny you say that because I was going. That's actually. Uh, I was surprised at how annoyed I was by that by the mascot this in the rewatch. Because mm-hmm. in the first time watching it, I I could have sworn he shows up like maybe five times in the season. No, he's this, like every this time. Episode. I swear to God, it's like every other scene. It feels like sometimes. Yeah, he's and he's in every so episode. This time, I just got annoyed with him. I was like, I was like, seriously again with the with the mascot walking around full costume, sitting in I... church, sitting in church. <laughs> In the mascot, does he really have to pop up that often? So actually, right. it's funny that you say that because that he became probably my one of my least favorite Anvil residents. The the funny thing to me too is like the mascot. Um, to me, if, have you ever seen uh, the movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? No, it, it's a uh, yes, it's, yes, yes. I have. Yeah, um, you know, it shows the weirdness of Savannah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And it's based on a true story and whatever. And it just shows like Savannah is just a weird fucking town. Right. I mean, there's the movie. There's much more to the movie. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. Um, but but going to Savannah's a weird fucking town is 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 people in that town are just characters. Mm-hmm. Right. They're real people, but they're goddamn they're characters. And for me, <laughs> and this was, guy is literally a character. Exactly. And for me in this show that the the mascot and stuff that kind of stuff to me just went to the speaking more of the town more of anvil than it does a character mm-hmm. right like anvil is just a weird fucking place right where weird fucking people do some stuff mm-hmm. right so it was funny i, I didn't do it because i thought it was cheesy but i almost wanted to say one of my favorite characters in anvil is anvil <laughs> uh Right, that's just too cheesy, right? But it is kind of true that Anvil in itself it's is a, cop a character. Out. It is a cop out. Um, but Anvil in itself is kind of a character. You know, pe- people say keep you know uh, keep Portland weird. They say you know keep Austin weird. You know, whatever. But the the towns that are actually really fucking weird, they don't say that about. Right, like Savannah <laughs> is a weird fucking place, and no one says that. Right, you know, and Anvil is a weird fucking place. <laughs> It's got vampires and, you know, all this crazy shit going on in it. And Anvil is just a weird fucking place. So, well, I'm glad we kind of agree. Like, those two characters are, are oh, yeah. the, the tops. They're, they're the best. Um, so can, okay. Did you want to say something? I was going to say, could, do you mind if I ask a question? Fire away. And, and see what you got. Because um, yeah. so, I, I, I don't have many, but I got, I got a few. Um and my first one is, what are some of the stories that you didn't like in season one? So, like, what are some of the – it doesn't even have to be a full storyline or anything. Mm-hmm. But just what kind of story in season one didn't you like? Um, I think I I could have done without the Kincannon uh, – murdering those people storyline i mean i see it was important but um and i really love kincannon 
I just I didn't want him in this season. I guess, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and and actually, and he fits there. If if you think about what I was saying about how I think this is actually kind of they pulled a lot from the future sheriff Jesse thing, where mm-hmm. he where he is in. But um, I really liked him, but I just didn't want to see him right now. I wanted it to jump in more like it felt like in the comics, and and um, and so. And I'm surprising myself by saying that because I was really compelled by everything that I saw. I just wanted to move it to a different season. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean but Quinn <clears throat> Cannon's entire story throughout the season was actually really good. Yeah. So I, I can't, right. I guess that's not answering your question. Um, no, but I like what you say about mm-hmm. the, the shooting scene, right? Because that kind of comes and goes in one episode. And they don't go into much depth about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a throwaway. Right. I mean, other than showing character motivation, it's kind of a throwaway. Well, and, and it matters because it shows that's him carrying out Jesse's word. <clears throat> right. So it's important in that way, too. But I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, but if I. I don't know. Storyline I didn't like. I'd, like I said, I get really tired of, of seeing the friggin' mascot. Um. <laughs> That's more of a character you didn't like. Yeah, you know, I did. I did not. not I, I didn't really care for um, the whole the the girl lying in bed with her eyes closed and open your eyes. Uh, I could have done without that. And I don't know if it's just because I'm scarred from more of that in season two, <laughs> in <laughs> Eugene's hell. Um, but yeah, I wasn't big on that storyline. Um, maybe. Anything that didn't involve Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of us are unabashedly huge Cassidy fans, mm-hmm. right? Like if you say if you if either one of us asks who's your favorite character, it's Cassidy, mm-hmm. and I'll give you a million reasons why. And I I love that. And Cassidy, come on, right? He is the best character. <laughs> he is. I'm sorry, in every way you can mention. Um, I'm never... with you with like with with the coma girl. She's important to the story, right? And I and I see you. Kind of, I'm with you on kind of like a we could have covered that in an episode, mm-hmm. like an explaining Eugene kind of episode, and that would have been enough for what we need to know about season for of her in season two. Right. I'm kind of with you on that. And I mean, he said, "Open your eyes," and then he just kind of left it at that and never did anything else for her. <laughs> I mean, right. really, really, that's all you're gonna do? You you were just using her as a guinea pig. Right, and then opening your eyes, that brings with it a world of problems. Now somebody has to put drops in her eyes because her <laughs> eyes are open. They're going to dry out. And she's not blinking. And, <laughs> you know, like that's where my mind goes with it, right? And also, and and we both have a problem with Jesse and the word. And and that's my thing, too, is why hasn't he tried to heal? Why didn't he tell her, wake up? Right. Why didn't, why didn't he tell her, heal? Yeah. Right? He said, open your eyes, not wake up. And and I got a problem with that. Like I I think, you know, if it was me, or to even I'd... just pursue it more, yeah, you know, to do I... something else or think about you. Know, but it was just kind of a, just a throwaway for him to do that. Like I said, he was just experimenting on her. He wasn't doing that for her. He was doing it. Hey, let me test this thing out. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was kind of a selfish um, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right, it was a test. Yeah. Which, which then he he could have done that test on Cassie, which he did, 
And that would have been satisfying enough as well. That was consensual. <laughs> yeah. Without without fucking with this poor woman. Right. Right. Um, no, that's that's a you make a good point there. And then she dies before the explosion anyway, because mom kills her because right. God's not even there with the with the brother taking a selfie. Oh, God. Yes. I forgot to mention that. I did want to mention that um, in the episode. We talked about that. Yeah. Like mom's killing her with a pillow and little brother sitting there taking a selfie of oh, it. God. And that's also a commentary, I think, on where we are now and how fucked up we are as a nation. That anyway. is true. Yes. Um, but yeah, I did notice that. And that's that's something I meant to mention. Uh, I'm with you on all. I'm with you on all that. I think for me, the one storyline I think should have just been rolled in to an episode as part of an episode and left at that is the Carlos story. Um, yeah. Yeah. I almost picked that one too. Because that is just such a, they literally don't do anything with it the entire season. Mm-hmm. Right. They mention it. They mention it, it. I think a little too much for what it turns out to but, be. But, and they don't say what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. We see the same. We talked about this on the show. We see the same shot of the car going out the alley, right? Like five times. And that's them mentioning the Carlos story. And then they wrap up the Carlos story in the last, in the last episode, right? And in, in my opinion, that could have all just been in that episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't need to string us along the entire season with this Carlos shit. Mm-hmm. I got too much to pay attention to <laughs> in, a, in a single season to worry about something that's not going to even be mentioned. Into the last fucking episode. Right. So I that bothered me. I was no, don't do that shit. I'm sorry. Anyway, next question. Um, I wanted to make sure that I asked you about because you said from the start you were watching the the Jesse Cassidy dynamic. So now we've made it through season one. So what is your assessment at this stage after season one? I'm and maybe I'm remind not, or maybe remind the listeners what you were looking for quickly. Okay, the okay, so in the comic book, Jesse and Cassidy's relationship um is what it is in the in the show, mm-hmm. right? It's a tight like brotherly relationship. Um but in the comic book there's reasons for that, right? They have a history. There is, you know, each one steps up and takes care of the other and and through that, you understand why they are such tight friends. Um, and in the comic book, uh, Cassidy is attracted to Tulip, and that does kind of raise an issue, like it does in the show, right? Because Cassidy slept with Tulip. Um, and so and that's kind of an issue. My problem with their relationship in the show is I don't understand why they are so tight, Right. We we're we're not. Well, I don't re- feel like they are. I feel like Cassidy. I feel like it's a one way kind of friendship for a lot for of mo- for most of the season. It is a one way thing. It is very much. I do have to say, I was paying attention to their relationship on this rewatch, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the majority of it is one way. It's Cassidy looking out for Jesse, and not like and nothing coming the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it interesting that. In this season, the only person we see being romantic with Tulip is Cassidy, <laughs> right? However, it's 
poised as that's bad because she's romantic with Jesse, mm-hmm. which everything we've seen in this season, we've been giving nothing. We've been giving nothing to to show for that, right? Or Jesse and Tulip are not romantic at all in season one together, right? We see him as children. We see that like their relationship, where their relationship comes from. But there's no romance between the two of them, right? The only romance we've seen with Tulip is with Cassidy, and then we're we're expected to believe that that's a problem because of Jesse and Tulip's relationship, right? However, but we're not given anything to explain that their their relationship. Whereas yeah, I mean, in the comp. Cassidy yeah. and Tulip both spend season one kind of pursuing Jesse and he blows, spends the entire season basically blowing them both off. Exactly. And he's a, he's a dick most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it doesn't get better next season. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, but the thing is, so we're expected to believe watching the show and the first time watching it, I was with you that, that Cassidy and Tulip sleeping together and the the romance you see there is bad. It's very bad because, you know, Jesse and Tulip, you know, Tulip's Jesse's girl. Right. But on this rewatch, I've noticed there's no reason to believe that. Right. We have not seen they've Tulip and Jesse have been at odds this entire season. Mm -hmm. They don't like each other this entire season. And, And the little we have to go on their past relationship is, is them, is them as children. Right. Which isn't which is a nostalgia thing and is it could be a deep friendship, but it speaks nothing to romance. He right? was even kind of blown her off as a kid <laughs> in some of yeah. the scenes anyway. Yeah. And so so which is very different in the comic book. Tulip and Jesse are tight. They're romantically tight. They are they are they both come from a fucked up past. They've met and they fell in love and they are romantically entwined. Mm-hmm. And then when. There's issues with Cassidy. Cassidy does, doesn't sleep with Tulip like he does in the show in the book. But there are romantic issues with Cassidy that come up that almost destroy them. And 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 you get it, right? Like, because Tulip and Cassidy are essentially one person, right? They are so romantically tied in the book. Whereas in the show, you get none of that. You get none of that. Mm-hmm. So when we're told that... Tulip and Cassidy shouldn't say anything to Jesse about what happened because that would be horrible. Like, I don't feel it. I don't. I'm like, why? He Jesse could give a fuck about Tulip. Half well, the fuck. to be fair, in the comics, you didn't probably. I mean, you had to get to that point by seeing them go through those experiences. Right. Like, how did how did it portray itself no. in the comic? No, in the comic, the com- page one of the comic book is the three of them in a diner. Mm hmm. And they start talking about flashbacks and and what some of the first stuff is, you know, uh, Jesse and Tulip have a line, you know, I love you until the end of the earth. Right. I love you to the end of the world. Right. Right. And that is spelled out in the first book. Right. Because they they look after each other and they fell in love very quick and they're similar personality types. They're both, you know, badasses and take care of their own. And fuck the world, but fuck the world except for you is kind of their their world that they're in, right? right. They have each other, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and there are several things that happen in the comic book that is them against the world, mm-hmm. right? And but they've always had each other. And then in the comic book, Jesse disappears, 
right, for several years. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's because of grandma, right, and that whole fucked up story. <laughs> um, so it's not really his fault, but it does happen, and then they have to kind of reconcile, right? right? Whereas in, in the show, we're, we're, li- we're led to believe that they have been pulled apart, right, by something. Because in episode one, Tulip is coming to find him because she left her. He left her, right? And she even tells the kids, you know, if you find love and strong, and even if he leaves you, fuck it, you have to find him, right? <laughs> and that's what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously they've had a, a, a romantic relationship, but we don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the strength of that or anything. Right. And and then all of the interactions we see between Tulip and Jesse don't show that. They don't mimic that. They suggest it. Like why we should be so tight is because of our past. But he's a dick to her most of the time. And she's quite frankly not taking his shit most of the time. Right. So the only time we see Tulip romantically involved is with Cassidy. And and that's and romantically involved is a stretch. <laughs> I was going right? to say that. Yeah. Like, that. But you know what I mean? Like that's there's no reason to believe. From what we've seen as an audience watching season one, that Jesse should give a fuck mm-hmm. that they slept together. Right. Which to me is kind of wrong because the Tulip Jesse care, that relationship should be tight. Right. Right. And through season one and having watched season two, we still don't get that. Like that's still not coming through. Right. So other than the innuendo we get, right. <laughs> So I, I kind of have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the actual question of of Cass and Jesse's, Jesse's relationship, mm-hmm. which I was paying attention to because I uh, in the books I get it, but in the show I don't really kind of get. And I kind to be honest, after after season one, I still kind of don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, there there was <clears throat> a couple things at the end of the season. Uh, uh, Jesse coming to Cassidy after Cassidy burned him or after Jesse let him burn. Right. Uh, That scene where they're talking after, after Cassidy killed the mayor is kind of a, okay, we see each other now. I get that. Um, Jesse and Cassidy are kind of the same kind of guy, right? Loyalty is important. They're badass guys. Take no shit kind of guys. So I get why they click. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then they've taken care of each other, which isn't always evident. Um, like Cassidy killing the angels the first time they come in. Cassidy, one, thinks the angels are after him, but two, is protecting the preacher. And then, you know, um, so, but, but, but Jesse does, isn't aware of that because he's passed out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I think, I think at the scene where we see, after Jesse was an asshole to everybody and Cassidy came out and said, I'm a vampire and stepped into the light and proved it. Um, and, and Jesse is there with Cassidy in recovery. I think that kind of starts solidifying their relationship a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the scene where they're digging up the angel hands, which is great. <laughs> and I, and I think they're kind of coming to like, Oh, okay. I understand what's going on. Um, and then there's a scene of, of Cass in the, in the prison, prison cell getting shot, uh, by Sheriff Root, um, which, which I mentioned in the episode previous, it's kind of reminiscent in the book 
of where Cassidy is tortured right. uh, on on behalf of Jesse. Um, <clears throat> yeah, which which is another thing in the book that solidifies their friendship, right? Um, it's not as obvious in the show that that's what's happening, but mm-hmm. I kind of, having read the books, I kind of take that, <clears throat> you know, right. I kind of take that with it. So I do see that their friendship has grown and and is, I kind of get it. I don't, I am disappointed that it's not as solid as you see in the books. Like in the books, there's no doubt why they, why they are best friends. There is no doubt. And in this show, you have to kind of reach, you know, to get that conclusion. Right. 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 Okay. So there's my answer. (laughs) That that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. All right. I got one for you. Okay. This is what I have to preface this by saying I don't have an answer for this. I thought a lot about it. and I don't have an answer. So I'm interested what you have. All right. What character do you see the that most changes through season one that actually starts at a place and ends at someplace different. Well, Donnie is the first one that comes to mind, but that's assuming that he did not use the voice (laughs) at the end to change Donnie. And even assuming not so, because I thought, because I thought long and hard about this question because I wrote the question and I can't answer it. Mm -hmm. And, Donnie was one of the first ones to come to my mind as well. And my hang up with it is, is not the voice question, which we talked about last episode. Um, but my hang up with it is I'm not sure how bad Donnie was to begin with. Right. I, we, we are sold. He's introduced as an abuser, but he's not right. And as a viewer, as the audience for the show, we're supposed to think that way about Donnie. Right. Right. But come the reveal at the end of the season, in my opinion, it kind of reveals Donnie wasn't that bad all along. So whereas as an audience member, my opinion of Donnie changed Mm -hmm. considerably. That's a good point. Right. I don't think Donnie changed Mm -hmm. considerably. I I would say our two favorite characters (laughs) probably changed the most. Sheriff Root and Emily changed quite a bit. See, I don't think Root really did like why would you put him in there well he went from saying finish the job eugene to looking for his son and really worrying about it and that kind of changed him i think and 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 then he also changes in the sense where in the end he basically laughs when someone mentions the word the law he's like yeah whatever this and you know but i guess by then the whole town is feeling that way (laughs) Yeah, but well, at at that time, the whole town knows, you know, God has come and all this shit. <clears throat> right. But but I I want to say I want to disagree with you on the finish the job, um, thing because that's not until episode seven or eight. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the season. But I think he right? feels that way. <laughs> you know, he just finally says it. Possibly, possibly. And then Emily, what? Um, well, again, the, the problem is a lot of these changes that I think of, um, ha- you know, <laughs> happen by everyone not believing in God anymore, everyone losing religion. You know, Emily changes big time. I mean, she changes gradually as she becomes more cool with everything that's going on and more of a team player um, in that way. But 
that's I wouldn't call that necessarily a change. And, you know, the whole town loses religion. So that has to <clears throat> that has something to do with her change at the end too, you know, where she's talking to her kids. So Right, but and rightfully so to all of them. I mean, Miles made a big huge change before he died. You know, he was like yeah. uh, you know, wishy-washy with Kincannon and uh then he 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 ended up joining forces with him or going, you know, deciding to choose the lesser or the scarier of two evils <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, became dark at the end and told Emily he was coming over and so that was kind of a big shift. Yeah, cuz you're right because he's kind of like a pissant the whole time. Yeah. And then in, in that last scene, the guy, the, the guy pisses in his briefcase and he doesn't do anything about it. He's like, yeah. Oh, I needed a new briefcase anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Just beta male. Uh-huh. And then you're right. At the, at the end, he's like on the phone with Emily, like, look, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm coming over. I'm staying the night. This is, you know, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's it. He did. He, he, yeah, maybe it is miles. Yeah. I mean, I don't like miles and I hate, giving it to him but i think right. he might be right, <laughs> it's the, might be right, right? <laughs> i agree like that's, but it's funny i had the same thought but then i realized oh wait it's not like it's a achievement necessarily yeah I, yeah it's the most change it doesn't mean good miles is doesn't mean we like him yeah fuck him. yeah i kind <clears> of <throat> he got what he deserved actually i'm glad i'm glad he died before the explosion and i'm glad you know he died to help out cassidy yeah and i'm glad and i'm glad that emily oh, that was, was responsible yeah. Right. Because good for her. Fuck I would that say that's a big change. <laughs> oh, her, Emily her. killing somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's fucking pretty. Because she really did pull the trigger on that. Let's. Yeah. yeah. You know, she that was is the most murder. pious, I think you could say, yeah. in Anvil. Yeah. It's, no, I'll give you that. To, I'll give Emily a second because <laughs> that is fucking great. Yeah. And good for her. You know, I, I really want to give it to her as top because I like her better. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're right. I think. I think Miles is the biggest change. And part of her change was because of his Miles's change also cuz you know they were yeah. their storylines were wrapped up in each other. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, well that's answered. A good, that's a good question. Well answered. Yeah. What do you got? Um well, let's see. I'm looking through here and um before I get to I got some a little a little fun something. But I was curious about uh, season two. Before we go into uh, rewatching that, what what expectations you had about the rewatch, if any, of or season or, two, you know, or, or even anything you're looking forward to or, or super excited about about season two. Um, let me. Can I just stop here right there? Because I, I have two more questions about season one. Okay. Like, do you want to do that and then move on, sure. or like, does that not fit? I just want to make sure we're, you know. We can stay linear, linear if you like. Okay. Well, well okay. So stick, sticking on season one, let me okay. ask you this. Okay. okay. What was your absolute favorite and absolute worst scene? Not character arc, not story, but scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that creeped me out the most. Is that kind what's, of what you mean? Or what, what, what's your fa- What's your favorite and least favorite scene okay there's my neighbor's goddamn alarm again (laughs) that son of a bitch okay okay sorry my my favorite scene is definitely the hotel fight i gotta say between the angels and the seraphim and jesse and then cassidy 
God damn, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I I was going to say the, the digging up the hands scene is really great too, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just when I think of season one, even before the rewatch, this that the hotel fight scene just always comes up in my mind. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's just nothing you've never seen anything like it on TV or anywhere. Yeah. No, that because the bodies just stack up and they're the same bodies. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's yes, that's a great scene. And just the, yeah, it's a totally different kind of fight strategies you know stab her yeah <laughs> that's a great way to put it too there's different strategy to fighting somebody when you kill come back right right like like that's awesome like that is just epic i agree and two epic. different strategies right because of the the seraphim you're trying to not kill but the angels if they kind of get too hurt then they're like kill me <laughs> yeah <laughs> you want to kill these guys as they get fucked up but you don't want to kill her right so no that yeah absolutely that's Pretty a great complicated that that is a great scene there, and and let's let's be honest here there's a lot of great scenes so oh, that's yeah. a that's a tough pick mm-hmm. um that's a good one okay the scene that that haunts me the most i think is uh Kincannon just gazing off into nothingness with the live slaughterhouse sounds piping in uh to his office that just like is such a haunting thing, and that's like, like you said, it's like his uh, his white his white noise machine. <laughs> it's his ocean sounds. That is, it is disturbing. It that, yes, there's so much disturbing in this in this season. Yeah. But you're right, Quincannon. Like almost everything he's involved in is just fucking <laughs> it's disturbing, gross, right? Yeah, you're right. Like I'm happy that storyline is over. <laughs> Good point. Because anytime he's on screen, I'm not comfortable. Right. <laughs> right. Which, to the credit of the actor and the writers and whatever, they did their fucking job right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I should be uncomfortable. And that, and they, man, they nail that. Because mm-hmm. you, you cannot, be, like, I remember, I, I think it was episode one of season two. Um, I don't recall the episode too much other than, like, a, the big shootout. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I remember texting you when I was watching it. I had just I sat down with lasagna for dinner. Uh, I sit down, I hit play, and I start eating my lasagna. And that episode starts. And I think I remember texting you, do not watch this episode while eating, especially lasagna. Oh, God. And I don't remember much about that episode one now. I'm, well, we're, I'll rewatch it soon. But I do have to say, just the other day I sat down to watch some more preacher. Right. And I'm sitting with something as harmless as a bowl of cereal. Nope. Nope. Right. And I, the episode started, I literally paused it, finished my cereal (laughs) and then came back to the show. Do not eat while watching this show. I don't care what you're eating. Lasagna is horrible. Don't do that. That's the worst. But but, you're just leaning into it. Then, Yeah, but don't eat anything watching this show. Right. For that reason. Oh, my God. Lasagna. Uh, For me, I think my favorite my favorite scene. And it was hard because there's a lot. And the 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 hotel fight is epic. You're absolutely right. But for me, still. It's Cass's entrance. It's Cassidy's entrance. Mm hmm. The, the the airplane fight scene. Um, that to me is still one of the best entrances of a character, ever. And 
Agreed. I just I love that scene. That is just so good. That and then the little itty bitty scene in the last episode, which I mentioned in our last episode, which is when you see the preacher barreling down the street running. <laughs> hey Mabel. Hey Mabel. And he runs <laughs> off and then the cops come. Like that literally that scene that little five second thing had had me pause it because I was laughing out loud. Like there's there's a few times in this in, in season one that I literally did have to pause it because I was laughing. And I was like, I can't miss anything and I had to rewatch it because I was just laughing out loud. And that was that was definitely one of them. Hi Mabel. Well, if you get to add that, then I get to include my uh, digging up the hands scene. Oh, that's a good, and that is a great scene. And it's a fun. That is a comedically funny scene. Mm-hmm. Like everything about that scene is just great. One, it's it's a patching up of their relationship. It's comedically fucking hilarious. Um, everything about that scene is great. I I'm with you on that too. That's <laughs> and the the church fight, the early church fight is pretty great too. That's an early great scene. The early uh, are you talking about the angels? The angels versus Cassidy when he's and you know Jesse's passed out on the ground. Yeah, the, the chainsaw with the arm going across. That is an ep- that's an epic scene. I give you I give you that. I it, it's not in my best of, mm-hmm. only because there's that Tarantino blood, um, which is great in the scene and that is an epic scene. Is, but then is it the cleanup job? That, it's the clean. It's oh, the Jesus cleanup. Christ. I'm sorry. That just. <laughs> The cleanup of that kind of ruins it for me. I, I did but. want to mention um, backtracking to the, the the airplane thing with Cassidy. Two things: number one, uh, different hair uh, on Cassidy, different hairstyle. I assume that scene was filmed a little bit earlier. He's coming off a different movie. He filmed that scene, then later his hair grows in a little bit <laughs> on the sides. <laughs> Second thing is. Um, that's that's being awfully picky. No, yeah. Well, we rewatched it, so it's like it's glaring. Okay. Uh, but the other thing is, um, we I one thing I wish we had more of was uh, some kind of return or more of a reference to the, the the people pursuing Cassidy in that in that scene. Um, I, and I and and I'm kind of. <laughs> It, I'm cheating a little bit here. I'm I'm a little disappointed, not only because we didn't see it, but because it didn't come up in season two either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that a little bit, I think, in our first in our second episode, mm-hmm. um, where we're talking about like um, the people pursuing him and the people pursuing Tulip, mm-hmm. and why that's not mentioned again. Right. And and I'm kind of okay that it's not. Um, well, I feel like it eventually will for Cassidy. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something that will come up. If if this show gets picked up for, you know, five, six, seven seasons, I think we definitely will. Mm-hmm. Because the comic book kind of tells um, the main story in the first, you know, like I said, they, they took comics and they made it into six books. Mm-hmm. And in the first two books, the main story is told, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, there's almost like the sub-adventures, right? And they're just great stories going along with the same characters, really. Right. And some of it ties, ties in with the main story, but mainly the main story's done in the first two books, and we still got four books to go, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and I think the TV series, <clears throat> I think, you know, if we get to that point, if we've told our main story and we still have episodes to go, 
I I would love to see a lot of that like sub story, and I think that could be part of it, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they left that door wide open, right? Um, so maybe that's something that comes in the future. Maybe yeah. we see it in season three. You know, yeah, I I hope we do. I, I just wish there was some kind of mention. I like it when they kind of, you know, like poke they, they just kinda, they, yeah yeah keep poking at you, poking at you. <laughs> No, well, in the books, I mean, there's a whole thing where Cassidy meets another vampire, right? Right, and they and the other vampire turns out to be a dick, right? <laughs> Some like 22 year old vampire who's only been a vampire for 10 years, and he <laughs> loves drinking blood, and it's all like Dracula shit, uh-huh. and he's worried about crosses and holy water, and he doesn't know what it fucking means to be a vampire. And then Cassidy comes in and is like, "Dude, you're being an ass," <laughs> right? And I that's a great story in the comic. Um, I I hope we see things like that mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, I'd like to but, see more about his vampireness. I mean, we yeah, guess we, that, we, yeah. we I guess we did with Dennis, but that's for season two. Right. You're, I mean, you're right. You make a point there. Um, that's for season two. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, the character I was talking about in the book, the 22 year old, the young vampire who doesn't know shit, mm-hmm. could be kind of a surrogate. Dennis could be kind of a surrogate for in the show. Right. I kind of get that. Um, but yeah, let's get into more of his vampireness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Definitely. Okay, my last question. Okay. Uh, and then from here on out, it's all you, baby. All right. Um, was there anything in season one that you want to call bullshit on? <sighs> call bullshit on. I should have sent you this one in advance because yeah, it, it a does take one, a, man. It takes a little bit of thought. I, I give you that. I apologize. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the things that I tend to call bullshit on are Jesse's voice. So I call bullshit on not. I mean, I've said this already, but not compelling the angels to retrieve Eugene from hell, and just accepting Which, when they said we you have to do it. You have to give us Genesis first. Right, and you know, I didn't think about it because you were talking about that even in the last episode we recorded. I, I, you were mentioning that, and I didn't even think about it then. Mm-hmm. But since then, I thought, well, they went to hell and they got the Saint of Killers. Right. They pulled him out of a hell room. Yeah, they were down there. That's obviously what we saw Eugene in in season two. They had the visitors' passes. Right, and they walked in to a hell <laughs> hell cell and brought out the dude. Right. Why can't they do that for Eugene? Exactly. I'm with you on that. In fact, when they left the church that they just told them that it's not something they're willing to do, they left the church to go to hell to get... That's where they were going. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, we're going there anyway. We got the day pass. We can stop it in <laughs> Right? It's one per person, right? We each got, we can each bring yeah. one. one. You, yeah, you go get the one. saint. I'll go get, the, I'll go get yeah. Eugene. And... So it's kind of bullshit that they were actually literally on their way to do that and still... We're saying no. All right. That's a good answer. That's, that's my on the fly. Pull it out of my ass. Bullshit. Response. <laughs> that's a good one. No, yeah, that's great. I thought that worked yeah. quite well for call, call bullshit on that. Cuff, I like yeah. it. All right. All right. There you go. So um, I got just a few trivia questions for you. Okay. Trivia. Yeah. It's nothing too crazy. Uh, but are you interested in answering a few trivia questions? Of course I am. Let's uh-huh. do it. All right, we're going to do it then. It's Preacher Trivia Time. (laughs) 
All right, your three categories are <laughs> your three categories to choose from are Papa Don't Preacher. I can't <laughs> I can't see for miles and Oregon Trail. Well, being as I'm in Portland, I'm going for Oregon Trail. All right. It's Oregon though, not Oregon. 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 But we're doing Oregon, it anyway. Not Oregon. Right. Oregon because in uh in the show, Emily, one of our chosen two favorite Anvil residents, uh we see a sign of her losing her religion completely. She plays a secular song on the organ in church. What song does she play? It's a Rolling Stones song. Um Oh Jesus. Uh I'm right about it being stones, right? Like, it is the Rolling Stones, right? You're wrong about that. I am? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have to take a loss on that one. Mm, the, and the, the, fuck, go the fucked up thing is I just watched it. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God it was the Rolling Stones. It wasn't? No, it's like, it's question mark and the what's and the mysterious or something. Something somethings. But it, the the song is ninety six tears because the organ yeah, goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. song. Ninety six tears is, is the answer. All right, your remaining. I, wait, there was no way in the world I could have gotten that. Okay, continue. <laughs> if any of our listeners got that, oh, props to you. Okay, right. okay, continue. All right, so your remaining categories are Papa Don't Preacher and I Can't See for Miles. Well, the mile I can't see for miles has got to be about the mayor, so I'm going to go Papa Don't Preacher. All right. Papa Don't Preacher. We are introduced to Preacher's Papa, who's also a preacher on the show, Jesse's father, whose first name is... <laughs> you also read the comics, so that's... You know... Yes, and that's what's killing me, is I'm thinking about the comic. <laughs> It's kind of the only reason I asked you this, actually, because they may not even say his name on the show. On the show? Right. It's in the comic. Yeah. It definitely is in the comic. I'm trying to think now of the grandma, the grandmother episodes where Jesse's mother is the daughter of the grandmother, right? Um, so it's a maternal grandmother. Uh-huh. And, and she gets pregnant, Jesse's father, who is treated like a no good some bitch by the family, um, but he's brought in by the family, and I'm trying to remember his name. Stalling. Uh, yeah, Stalling. no, I, I'm going to need an answer all, here. All I can think of is it's Jesse Senior. <laughs> is that, you're out of time. Is that your answer? Yeah, you know what? That's my fucking answer. You're going to uh, tell me. The answer is John Custer. All right. Even, even when you tell me it doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> okay, All right. okay. Now we're moving okay. on to the final category. I can't see for miles. Okay, I you, have a horrible memory. Okay. You're right. This is about the mayor. Yes. Um, okay. As we know, Emily uh, decides to... She decides to feed the mayor to Cassidy. And we see the scene that she... You can kind of see her make that turn and decide that. She's watching a movie. What movie is she watching when she makes this decision? 
I'll give you a clue. I, I'm no, pretty sure no, it's no. a black. Oh. No, no, no okay, clues. Okay, okay. She's watching a movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what I'm talking I, about? I think she's I know holding exactly, a guinea exactly, pig, maybe. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She's. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, it's something like Casablanca or. Uh, it, like it's a classic movie. Um, in black and white. Um, Humphrey Bogart, even maybe. Um, <laughs> fuck All right, you. What, do you, what do you think? What's it going to be? We need an answer here. You this know is what? A, this is you a podcast. Bastard, you bastard. I want to put pause <laughs> on the record and I want to come up with three questions for you, you bastard. <laughs> it was a black and white movie. I'm right about that. And, I, and, it's, and it's a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, right. what is it? What is it? She was watching Psycho. Psycho? Yeah. Was that Psycho, really? Was, what scene watching. did we see in Psycho? Um, we I don't think we actually saw anything. We heard it. I don't what did think we hear? I, they I don't believe they showed the screen. Um, it was a speech not unlike it was it was kind of reminiscent of what Miles was saying later actually. It was about like I think it had to do with being fake and trying to please people and for what, um, you know, the farce of life. I think there was some of that stuff going on in there and she was listening sh- to that and that was kind of like waking her up a little bit. I swear to God, we saw some of it. We could have, TV. we could have. Because I'm sure it's black and white. Like, like mm-hmm. I can see that scene in my head, mm-hmm. her sitting on the couch watching the black and white movie. And I remember thinking, oh, that's like a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, to be honest, even when I watched it, I didn't clock psycho. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't have gotten it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing a black and white movie and I, and you know, like we've seen in this where you and I both have had scenes where we thought things happened mm-hmm. and they didn't, or, th- right, or, right. or we thought we saw something and it actually was never shown. Right. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to admit yeah. that memory could be clouded. But I could swear I saw her watching a, a classic movie. And I agree with you that that in that scene, you're kind of taken in like, oh, she's realizing something here. Oh, yeah. You so, see it on her face. Yeah. 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 So, no, I doubt you. I do not doubt you at all. Uh-huh. The psycho. I would not have got. Well, I, mean, I looked it up. That's the only reason I know it. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Well, good well you did strike out completely, but you'll have another Absolutely. chance after season two for some preacher trivia. So don't worry. It's going to be okay. High production quality. That's oh, what yeah. oh, man. That's what we offer yeah. our list. Starts and apparently. stops. Just like, just like they do on TV. Yeah. Well, now that I know that that shit's coming at the end of season two, I'm going to pay my fucking attention now. <laughs> well, especially after your poor showing. Well, you know what? Uh, it, fair is fair. Mm-hmm. At the end of season two, I should give you three questions. That's a good point. I only would have gotten one of those correct myself, and that's the, the song that she played on the organ. You cannot tell me you knew that band name. I wouldn't have known the band, but I would have known the song. Okay, I could swear that was I could swear that was Rolling Stones. Mm-mm. Sounds like Rolling Stones. It does, yeah. Like a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Very Man, much. That, that fucks me up. Now I gotta go watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's all I had to talk about. And actually, man, we uh, we filled more time than I was expecting. And me too, yeah. me too. I thought this was just going to be a quick, you know, burner episode <laughs> of us checking out season one. Um, no, we we uh, did. You want to talk about a little bit about season two, like coming in? Like, what's your expectations? What do you remember? Yeah, I mean, my 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 biggest memory is that. <clears throat> Like I said before, it kind of punches you in the face out of the gates, and it really feels like the comic in the first handful of episodes. And then as soon as they get to Dennis's house or apartment, it kind of screeches to a halt in some ways. Um, so I remember that, and I'm not looking forward to the middle piece. Although at the same time in that middle piece, that's also where we start getting some of, you know, like Hair Star comes in, and we get his origin story and stuff like that, I think. So I, I had that problem with season one and I believe I have it still with season two um, is that, yeah, they, they start off right out of the gate real good and they mm-hmm. end real good. And there's those middle like we did on the you know, we did four episodes and then we did three episodes. And I think it's kind of fitting mm-hmm. um, because they kind of do roll slow a little bit. And I do. And I do remember having that feeling in season two that the middle is kind of a slow roll. Mm-hmm. However, on episodes that roll out slowly like not much happens. Typically we gain a lot of information. Like, so it's it's kind of a, yeah, there's kind of a lot of give and take in that. In the fact that like, I'll watch it, you know, I'd watch an episode and walk away and go like, eh, but (laughs) when you think about it, the knowledge you gained from that episode is like way more than you've gained from the last two, Mm -hmm. you know, which were big, important episodes. So, I kind of want. I, I give him credit for that. Like uh, even on the slow shit, like when when you're watch, when you're watching an episode and you're like, yeah, okay, speed it up, guys. Remember what you learned that episode because yeah. I think those are the episodes you really learn a lot. Um, they do kind of need, I think, need to kind of pick that up and learn their lesson, right? Um, I don't remember much about the beginning of season two. We just finished season two, right? Watching it, in my my memory is horrible. So right before the weird watch of season one. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like the first episode, I, I remember there's a big shootout with the Santa killers and a bunch of cops. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think tulips. Yeah. Tulips in, in that, right. Cause that's where she has to siphon gas. Um, I kind of remember that, but I only remember that scene because I was eating the lasagna. <laughs> And I remember telling you not to watch, not to eat it. But I don't remember the details of that scene, right? And and I'll be damned to tell you where they went before Louisiana, right? Right, right, right. Because you and I talk. I, I think we talked a little bit earlier today off air about this. Where is I remember them making the decision we're going to Louisiana to find God, and I remember them going well god likes jazz and jazz is in louisiana so that's a reason to go there and i also remember tulip not wanting to go there mm-hmm. but i don't remember where they were and well, i don't remember why that decision was made i know they w- they were at one point wherever <laughs> fior was or they went to go see him he's in like reno or something right something like that he's like yeah. in a vegas non-vegas town something right? like that yeah i believe so but I wasn't so, really clear on that at the time. I was just more just enthralled with watching Fior do his thing in his new career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sad, they are the, the angels are the sad clowns of this. You're oh, absolutely, you're right on that. hundred percent. 
Um, so going into season two, which we've watched more recently than season one, um, again, we're going to be binge watching. So there is the advantage of that. Um, but like I said, I, I honestly, I could not tell you before Louisiana, even the beginning of Louisiana, what really happens there. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the last couple episodes and, and how it ends and all that, I'm that's kind of fresh in my mind. We we watched that, you know, last month. Um, but before that, I have a horrible memory, so it's going to be kind of rewatching some shit for me. Um, I look forward to it, especially after binge watching season one to go into season two, like fresh on all this mm-hmm. without the summer break and all that stuff. Right. Um, I'm real. I. I'm going to enjoy it. I, I, I'm very much so looking forward to season two. Yeah. <clears throat> Rewatch that is. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to figure out, we need to figure out if we're going to watch, uh, just the first one or maybe the first two or even three. Well, maybe we should, we should look at that, you know, off air and, and decide. And then, uh, we'll, we'll do the next episode based on one or more of, of those first episodes of season two. Agreed. And and like we've said before, um, for the best experience of this show, you know, we're rewatching previous seasons. Um, if you haven't recently watched these, go rewatch those episodes with us. Right. Because I think that's the fun thing is to go through, rewatch them. Let's all get ready for season three and, you know, let's do it together. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I, I don't know if we do just see just episode one or episode two. Um, <clears throat> we'll have to look at that. I'm kind of of the mind that we do the first two, mm-hmm. like we d- like we did before. Um, however, that was how they rolled out season one, right? And uh, season two, we're kind of established. So, and it might be a longer episode. Episode one, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know now. We'll we'll know. We'll you know we'll know by the time we record <laughs> next time. Yeah, <clears throat> and it'll be in the uh, somewhere in the in the title of the next episode or show notes for the next episode which episodes we cover so yeah so there you go so yeah that was a good look back i think on season one i had a good time with season one Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it much more on the second watch Mm -hmm. uh personally um yeah and i look forward to season two i did too i was excited to see those characters again and then i'm kind of gonna miss them but i was also done with the stories of course and yeah so i'm excited about season two but I'm more excited about season three, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> um, Damn it, they so, got to pick up season yeah. three. They have to. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll be getting into season two of The Preacher on uh, next time of The Preacher. Okay, I'll let you go with that one because that was on next time of The Preacher. I'll mm-hmm. let you go on that one. Yeah, that's only because I slipped a little. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.